Welcome to All Villa, No Villa, a podcast about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. This is Rivalries, where we speak to fans of rival clubs. We're joined by Tom Burrows, a Liverpool fan who works for The Athletic. Looking ahead to Saturday's game, I asked Tom how he felt to see Steven Gerrard return to Anfield managing another club. Well, I think the whole build-up to the game is going to be dominated by the narrative around Gerard's homecoming. Yeah, He's obviously going to get an unbelievable, incredible reception from the crowd. It's going to feel strange seeing Gerard in an Aston Villa jacket coming up against Liverpool. He's never come up against Liverpool at any point in his career. He didn't do uh, Frank Lampard and score against his team he played for for many years. But I think once the game actually starts, both teams will be fully focused on the job in hand. And I think actually it's going to be more strange for the Villa fans watching this spectacle, this emotional connection between the Liverpool fans and the Gerrard, more than it's going to be actually for the Liverpool supporters. Yeah, it's somewhat reminiscent of when Gerard Houllier went back uh, 10 years ago uh, managing the Villa and there was a very emotional reaction from the Liverpool fans in a kind of very unique Anfield way. And um, it didn't go down too well with the Villa fans uh, at that point. But I have a feeling <laughs> I have a feeling that Gerard, just the, the manner of his interviews, he strikes for someone who might just let it all kind of wash over him and it might be a cursory wave or applause and then the you know big round of applause to the Villa fans as well yeah he's very much very much a manager now putting the serious face on yeah absolutely um, <laughs> but, um do you think uh, Gerard's presence could affect the actual game and the crowd itself in some way as I said I think it could be more in the build-up and when he comes out it will be this really emotional outpouring from the crowd as you said it will be that Wave to the crowd, but then business as usual now. I've got to focus on the game in hand. But I think it will mean that there will be a bit more of a spice to the atmosphere when the game kicks off, probably more than your normal 3pm kickoff on a Saturday. Mm. Um, and I will obviously have the Gerard songs from the crowd throughout the match. But once kickoff starts, I think both teams will be focused on what they've got to do. Yeah, you know, it's going to be pretty hilarious when Gerard rips his shirt off after Villa's late equaliser, <laughs> runs down to the Villa fans. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, let's face it, Liverpool, you look like you're in absolutely ominous form at the moment. Yeah, it's been an incredible season. Six from six and what was a pretty tough Champions League draw on the face of it. One point off City in the league this season. And it's been a pretty remarkable turnaround when you think about where Liverpool were last season with two games to go. Liverpool were fifth in the league and struggling to qualify for the Champions League. So that headed goal from Alisson was just such an enormous goal in terms of actually building the momentum for this season. Mm. There was obviously huge problems with injuries last season, I think, as we discussed on this podcast last year. Particularly in key areas, the centre-back situation was just becoming a bit of a joke last season with the amount of players who had to play there. And you look now at this season, the, the strength and depth across the squad is just remarkable, really. When you think last night, the San Siro Liverpool were bringing on Joe Gomez, Fabinho and Naby Keita. Yeah. And Nat Phillips got a run out as the fifth choice centre-back, whereas last season he was, of course, the only recognised fit centre-back. Van Dijk coming back has just been colossal and as important as everyone knew and thought it would be. And then, of course, Mo Salah. Yeah, I mean, Mo Salah, absolutely incredible player. 
Is he the best in the world right now? Seventh best, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to official FIFA rankings, yeah. <laughs> um, it's very hard to argue against it, isn't it, at the moment? He's just been in such unbelievable form and he's just done things this season that have just made you put your hands on the head and just think, wow. I mean, that individual goal against City was just breathtaking and then he followed it up in the next game with probably an even better goal against Watford. Mm. He got 20 and 21 this season. His numbers every season are just remarkable. It's amazing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only, I mean obviously, Robert Lewandowski... Bayern's also had an unbelievable year, broke Jared Muller's record with 41 goals in the Bundesliga. Yeah. So he'd probably have something to say about it. But um, yeah, it's just at the moment, Salah's just been virtually unplayable in many games this season. I'd have Salah in my top three, along with Ollie Watkins and John McGinn, I think, if we were to go on the world's <laughs> best players. Um, uh, but, you know, kind of aside from Salah, uh, what at the moment are Liverpool's key threats that Villa have to look out for, do you think? What makes Liverpool so dangerous is... Just they're a threat all over the pitch. Um, yeah. As we said, with the, with the quality in the squad, there's just so many areas where they're where they're a danger. But I think the main thing is the relentless pressing, the intensity. Klopp has said our identity is our intensity, mm. and constant high energy that you get. I think when you've got one of the the front three running with the ball towards the defenders of an opposition team. And then another one peels off. It's that little sort of slip ball behind, which is just so hard to defend against. Yeah. When you've got a doctor running with it and then put someone like Marnie in, must be an absolute nightmare for defenders to defend against that. And whoever plays in that front three, you can expect intelligent running and clever interplays. There's been a sort of controlled directness back at Liverpool this season, which was lacking a bit last season. But then also you've got the threat from the fullbacks with Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold and with Van Dijk back and Matip back this season. They're also a danger from set pieces. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, over to you, Villa. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Um, uh, You know, if Villa are to try and find any vulnerabilities, I guess uh, there was a a period of time, I think I remember, where... um, Trent Alexander-Arnold would get further forward and that space in behind would get exploited sometimes. So is that a vulnerability for Liverpool or are there any other vulnerabilities that Villa could potentially go after? Well, Villa's last goal was obviously off a, off a corner, wasn't it, as we yeah. concert? So Liverpool have have struggled a bit on set pieces this season. There was the, the West Ham defeat, the 3-2, when West Ham scored twice from a corner. And Craig Dawson hit the bar from the, from a corner in the same game, so that would suggest that's an area for Villa to sort of try and take advantage of. Right. Also, Liverpool have struggled to hold on to leads this season. They were two one up and three two up against Brentford, and then drew three three. They were obviously leading against City and were pegged back in that game. They were two 0 up against Brighton and drew two two. So even if Villa do go behind and think this is a really tough challenge on Saturday that, you know, they can have hope that they can get back into the game. Another player that's really caught my eye for Liverpool this season is Thiago Alcantara. Uh, is he now kind of a regular starter and one of your best players? Yeah, I think he's really come into his own in the last few matches. We're seeing the Thiago everyone hoped we would see when he first joined. I think he had a really tough time when he when he joined the club because his, his debut, I think he came, came on away at Chelsea and he yeah. just controlled the game and just looked absolutely incredible 
And then he had a bit of a setback because he got COVID quite soon after that. And then when he came back after that, he was on the receiving end of a pretty bad tackle from Charleston in the Merseyside derby, which was then out for 10 or 11 weeks. Mm. And then when he came back into the team, Liverpool obviously really struggling. And I think it was quite hard for him. And I think the, the pace of the game may have sort of taken him a bit by surprise. He was probably taking too many touches on the ball. And then he was making quite a lot of poor scores tackles, giving away silly free kicks and <laughs> um, getting cheap yellow cards as well. As I think this season, he's, <laughs> I mean, this season he's, he's playing in a more settled team and he's now having a run of games and he obviously scored that superb goal against Porter. So I think he's definitely starting to find his feet. Right. Um, well, it's interesting. So you've, we've sort of covered quite a lot of Liverpool there. Um, you know, some of their vulnerabilities you mentioned was their set pieces. Obviously, Aston Villa with their set piece coach, Austin McPhee, was praised by Esri Concert in the last game. And we've looked a little bit more threatening from set pieces, certainly more so than we did last season when we were pretty useless at them. Um, so that could be something for Villa fans to look out for. But uh, what do you yourself as a Liverpool supporter expect from Aston Villa? Well, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's Gerard's still trying to implement the philosophy he's taken from Rangers. He's trying to put it on, on Villa, which is going to be quite difficult because a key part of that is more control and possession, mm. which when he was manager of Rangers and he was getting sort of 60, 65% possession in most matches, it's obviously a bit of a different challenge with with Villa. I think it'll be interesting to see with the sort of 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, whichever one he goes for, you're going to see the full-backs bombing on a lot. So we'll see probably Matty Cash and Target forward quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'm also interested to sort of see what happens with Buendia and um, if Jacob Ramsey plays as well. Yeah. Buendia looked much better against Leicester in the last couple of games since Gerald's come in um, and I think if we start start seeing the Buendi I think Villa fans hoped they would they were going to get at the start of the season that could be really exciting yeah I agree um, I think one problem for Villa is that I think Leon Bailey was our, is our main pace man and he's out yeah. injured um, so I wonder if maybe catching Liverpool on the counter it might be might not mm-hmm. be as simple uh, without that kind of pacey player yeah but you know you mentioned a few names there Jacob Ramsey's been looking really impressive this season and um, yeah. something we did in the second half against Liverpool was we sort of played a bit of a hybrid 4-4-2 um, and it sort of uh, it, and Leicester themselves barely looked threatening at all in second half against us so I do wonder if we might play a bit like that and something else that interested me as well was that the Rangers podcaster I interviewed about Steven Gerrard uh, when he took over at Villa, said that Gerard often actually showed his best management when he went up against teams in Europe like uh, Benfica and Porto, which makes me wonder, for a team like Liverpool, is that where he shows his credentials as a manager and for works yeah, out a way of numbing them? But, you know, I mean, is there, is there anything else from Villa, you think, you know, that you identify as a, as a threat? I think, obviously, like John McGinn's been really, really good this season. He struggled a little bit at times last season, so I think... If he gets, um, if if he sort of gets on the ball and sort of is able to dictate the play, um, that's always a danger as well. And I think Ollie Watkins been back in the goals a bit as well. So there is definitely a threat from Villa there. And I think it'd just be, it is just going to be interesting, as you said, Stephen Gerrard. This is a really big test for him, taking all the emotion away from the game. Hmm. Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see just how he sets up this Villa team. Yeah, and I guess, you know, I've got to ask you, what's your score prediction for the game? I'm, I'm going to go, sorry, Frankie, 
Um, I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. 3-1. I think that's the same as what George predicted on our most recent show. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was slightly more optimistic about the 2-1 Liverpool. I think we might get a goal. Okay. Or, or <laughs> but <laughs> you, might just, you might just have a little bit too much for us uh, at the weekend. Um, but also something I want to ask, uh, are you going to win the league this year? I think actually January is going to be a huge month when Salah and Mane go to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. I think how the team holds together through that time is going to be crucial. I think, sadly, City are probably going to be just a couple of points too strong. Yeah. Um, it, it should be a brilliant title to race this season. I mean, last season was a bit of a damp squid by the end, wasn't it, with the the empty stadiums and City just storming the league. So, yeah. It should be um, it should be a, re- a really exciting one for everyone this season. Yeah, it'd be interesting if Villa get a draw at Liverpool and Liverpool lose the title by one point. <laughs> Steven Gerrard, it <laughs> could be interesting. Uh, well, as ever, thanks for coming on, Tom. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Where can we find you online? So I work for The Athletic, um, which if you haven't signed up for, I would wholeheartedly recommend signing up. You get unrivaled football content there. We've got a dedicated club writer for every team in the division, including, of course, Aston Villa. So, um, yeah, if you want to get some really good in-depth pieces on Villa, then um, please sign up. Okay, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, Frankie Maguire, and thanks again for joining us, Tom. Thank you very much. And it's goodbye from me. I'll be back later this week with George to chat the Liverpool game. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.